0: This is the Truth Network. Hidden treasures of the 119th Psalm. So we're going to have fun, fun, fun until the daddy took her T-bird away today as we are switching from the pay section to the zaddy, or some people would say Zadik, section of the 119 Psalm. We're going to be in verse 137. But before we um, jump into that verse, we want to do just a little bit of overview. We're coming from that idea of the presence of God or the face of God, as we've talked about all those verses where He's shining His face upon us. And then, very, very cool, as He shines His face upon us, it makes us righteous. And so that is the letter Zadi, which is everything to do with righteousness. It's got a lot to do with trees and right angles and things that look right. And so <laughs> it's a really, really cool letter. And I really look forward to the exploration of all that it means and how important it is in our lives uh, way more than I would have said years ago. But the, the longer I live, the more I see the beauty of this letter and the idea of righteousness. So verse 137 starts out, of course, zaddy. And it says, righteous art thou, O Lord, and upright are thy judgments. And so here we would have the first anointing or the, um, you know, the wisdom anointing from Isaiah 11, as we talked about, that, you know, Jesus had these seven anointings in Isaiah 11. And so he is the word and every single letter has these anointings. And so uh, what the Holy Spirit has kind of shown me is that these verses line up amazingly with these anointings. And so here we would have the wisdom of the letter Zadi, and, you know, there's tremendous wisdom um, in this. And, you know, as a comparison verse, and there's no doubt in my mind that that, that, that King David used this verse from Deuteronomy 32 as a basis for this, and and it's so clear that when we think about our fathers, um, how wonderful, if they were righteous, but but our Heavenly Father is the standard from which all this is measured. So if you take the verse that I think this verse is kind of based on in Deuteronomy, it's more than beautiful In one that I (laughs) add to my collection of favorite verses. So here it is, Deuteronomy 32, verse 4. He is the rock, which by the way, that word starts with a zaddy as well. He is the rock. His work is perfect, for all his ways are judgment a God of truth, and without iniquity, just and right is he. And so as we see throughout the scripture, so often you see this idea of justice and righteousness together, and we see it again here. And so this has everything to do with the letter that that we are studying. And so interestingly, I, you know, it's so important, I think, that when we look to God, we realize that everything he's doing, everything he's doing, every little smidgen of a detail in his word and in our lives is perfectly righteous and perfectly upright. And so this idea of upright is really a beautiful thing when it says, upright are your judgments. That this idea that when you look down a straight line, it, it looks absolutely beautiful because it's perfect. But if there's a big crooked point in the line, it doesn't look so beautiful. And so the idea of upright is that not only is it right, but when you look at it, it's beautiful to the eye because it's exactly at a 90-degree angle or it's perfectly in line, a straight line, to where it is that's supposed to go. So there's the idea of upright. And the idea of judgments, again, as we've talked about throughout this, and again, uh, the psalmist brings this home so well, is that everything is being purified to get rid of the dross. In other words, everything is going to be made perfect without blemish, and he's getting rid of everything that's not righteous and, and highlighting that which is righteous. And so it's really, really cool that, that not only do we see here that our Father, our God in heaven, is perfectly righteous, but that everything is upright as well, especially when it comes to his judgments. Because what's happening in all the world, all the time, is his judgment. And it's all being purified, just like you're... <laughs> digestive system is getting the necessary nutrients to our cells and getting rid of the dross and being passed out of the body so that it can be disposed of. And and there is the idea, you know, that, that we talked about in that one verse in the psalmic section where, you know, <laughs> thou puttest away the wicked of the earth like dross. You know, and, and so that's what's happening, is the wickedness is getting gone by dross, but we're looking at this pure our righteousness. So you know, the sad news is sometimes we can judge righteousness by what's not right, right? And and the sad, really, really sad things, often this has to do with our parents. Because when I was looking to my dad to be righteous, and certainly I had him on a pedestal when I was young. We had a beautiful family. We're probably, you know, like father knows best in my view, the way I grew up. But then one day, unfortunately, you know, and, and believe me, my father and I have talked at length of this. I've forgiven him and all that stuff. But how he got knocked off the pedestal is one day um, he introduced me to his lover um, and, and, you know, literally broke my heart, tore out, took my dad off the pedestal. Like, what? Like, oh, my goodness. And and that changed my whole moral compass uh, 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 and allowed me to <laughs> make all sorts of bad judgments about my father, bad judgments in my own life based on now I had all sorts of excuses because the line wasn't where it was supposed to be. And unfortunately, I didn't know God's word and I didn't have a standard at that point in time that I should have had. But now when I look and I go, oh my goodness, I, what I needed all along was what Deuteronomy 32:4 tells us, which is, by the way, this is this is Moses's song song, to some speak. You know, he he's fixing to pass on, and now he's telling these folks all that's going to be. And interestingly, if you look at that Deuteronomy 32:4 verse, he he says that right before he talks about a wicked and adulterous generation, right? <laughs> Not unlike what Jesus said when he, when they were looking for a sign, and so this here is saying, look, 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 look. If God is your father, this is the kind of righteousness he brings, and this is the kind of purity that he brings. And so as we look at our own lives and we go, when was it that we decided that we could base things on, you know, the righteousness of our fathers or our own righteousness? You know, that, 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 nothing could be further from God than self-righteousness, right? <laughs> I mean, the, the idea of that is beyond, like, crazy, The only way we're going to get right and the only way that 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 could happen is through Jesus' righteousness, what he paid on the cross, which, by the way, you know, when you look at the idea of a tree, it starts with a zadic because it is at a right angle, and that's exactly where Christ had to die, on that tree, to make us right. And the beauty of that is beyond understanding, and we are going to be looking at that. This is the wisdom. The wisdom is that, look, we want to know what the standard is for righteousness. Look at God. He's perfect. The lines are perfectly in line. And, and, and that way we can really, really have him in that position where we can worship him because he is, right, he is completely righteous and upright are his judgments. Thanks for listening.